Hey, butthead. <laughs> this bus ride is giving me wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like the only reason to even go to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wood good. School bad. <laughs> upstate new york this is the slam tilt podcast a show about all things pinball i'm your host ron hallett here with my co-host bruce nightingale the last bond movie we are on yes the last bond movie this is episode 45 specter which i also didn't see yeah what else is new with you with these new movies yeah i don't yeah i'm just not into pop culture but uh we, we have a guest Yes, we do, and we have a limited time with this guest, so we want to get him right on right away. His name is Nick Shell. He is from Dallas, Texas, and he is going across our great country doing, I would say, honestly, the Lord's work. He is repairing EM pinball machines. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, how are you doing? Yes, indeed, I am doing the holy work uh, and, and spreading the knowledge I, I want to. That's the main thing, is to strengthen the EM army. So, it's it working. How did you find out about my thing? I mean, what, uh, Well, know, first, by, we followed you on Pinside. That's where I first saw you. And then you met, I know Martin very well from the uh, Museum Game of Play. So okay. Martin recommended that we had to talk to you. And plus, you've also met one of our uh, people. Uh, you met Zach at Allentown, I think, who's one of our uh, people we always have on our show. Well, not always have on our show, but we always talk about. And I mean, he's one of our repair guys up here in Rochester. And he says, you know your EMs. So when Zach, who likes EMs and really repairs EMs, says this, I know it's very impressive. So what made you go get in this hobby, and what's making you do this trip for right now for people out there who want to know? Basically that uh, Tinder is not ever matching up with anyone. And so, um, you know, I figured I have to do something with my time. No, seriously. Um, actually, I got <laughs> laid off. I got laid off the day Trump got elected. Like, literally, that that day. No, I, I was expecting a kind of our department got hit, you know, by one of these waves and I was already burned out. But still, it was like, wow, what's that guy's favorite phrase? You're fired? And they're like, well, actually, Mr. Shell, we have to talk about that. Uh, so <laughs> I found my, so I, it was a good deal. I worked for, you know, for a long time. It was fine. I got my old nice little severance and I'm like, okay, I can either jump behind uh, a corporate cubicle for another 10 years or whatever. I've been in IT for 25 years. Or is there anyone out there who needs any DM pinball help? And then like a hundred hands went up like around the country. Like, oh my God, come here, fix my ball bowler. Oh my gosh, fix this game. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll take this show on the road. So, and there've been things, you know, I've, I've had this building momentum in EM land with various things. I guess we can talk about that later, but yeah, um, it was the timing of Tinder fail and, uh, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And, uh, a, you know, a mid-career change, and now I'm like, yeah, I want to see the country. So, just a, a perfect storm of opportunity. So, where have you gone so far on this trip? How have I gone? Oh, my gosh. We're talking, like, how many stops now? I've fixed 60 machines already. Holy made cow. about, oh, maybe 25 different stops. And I started in Dallas and went 
all the way up to like Nashville and then down to the Florida Panhandle and actually further down to, what is it, almost, and of course the Silver Ball Museum went down there, Delray Beach, fantastic place. And then all the way up the East Coast and across and then ran into Martin again um, at the Museum of Play that he's got up there, really cool. And uh, now it's kind of wound through Chicago and now up through the top of Minneapolis. So and I'm taking the, the other half right now. And you're headed to the great white north, I heard. Well, it's not white right now, but usually it is. That cool, look, 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 look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, hold on. We're heading up to the great white north. Yeah, I actually said I want to eat poutine and at the best place possible. And, and uh, Bill, who's Ninja Boot on uh, Inside, is like, oh, I'll hook you up with that. Sure, sure. I got the right place to go. So it's not like aspiring to eat something that's like, you know, like, puffer fish and, and you know nothing as noble or dangerous as that it's just basically what a bowl of gravy and starch whatever anyway yeah. uh but i get but it's the bucket list thing hey i did it so so yes i'm on my way now to do that that's very cool and it's called nick's north american pinball tour that's right not just american north that's american right, north american yes that's right We'll fix for food. It says on the. <laughs> I'm reading the graphic. That's what it says. We'll fix for food. Looks like he's got a soldering iron in his hand and a screwdriver. That's right, and that's a switch adjuster. You should know that. You know, hey, you guys are pinball people. That's true. But, yeah, I just uh, see that. Yeah. The road signs were my idea about the biscuits and great. What is it? No, shrimp and grits and lobster rolls. Yeah, because um, there wasn't any food on the map, and I'm like, you got to put food on the map. So, anyway, Ryan. Put a pretty cool, cool sign there. So anyway, go ahead. So, uh, what's the hardest machine you've had to deal with this pat this whole trip? The hardest machine. Well, I've had a couple that I couldn't fix, but they actually just two wood rails threw me off. Okay. One had been gone over by um, his name is a Menace Fire on Pinside, and he's already an EM guy, and he couldn't fix it up. And it was from 1947, and the schematic was terrible, and it. There was just some, like, frayed wire in a harness. It's one of those real ghost fix things. We just, just, it was in a classroom setting and just didn't have time to go through it. Um, and then that was in Melbourne, Florida. Actually, Martin was there for that. And then the other okay. one was another, another wood rail. It was in Port Ritchie that uh, someone had actually rewired the control bank. And there were other games to work on. I'm like, you know, it's going to take me the whole stay just to undo that. So it was more of a timing thing. But uh, I'd say the most difficult one that, you know, got fixed was actually Bill Hansen's place. He he, he creates these really nice um, shooters, these like, uh, you know, the shooter rod that has mm-hmm. like the Lord of the Rings mod with the ring around it and the Captain America, all that stuff. Really mm-hmm. cool. Um, but he had a Spirit of 76, and as I was fixing it, it was just getting worse. And I was kind of like, and it's kind of near the start of my tour, and I'm like, I, I, I do know what I'm doing. Trust me. I, you know, I have this Woody <laughs> Allen moment. Like, I, I, you know, I, I just am visiting, and I put my finger in there, and I uh, electrocute, uh, but I'm not going to die. I mean, you've you got liability for that. Uh, you know, I was going into that kind of thing. But he, he uh, you know, it was like the AX relay, and the player unit was messed up. And anyway, it's like it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and then, bam, everything fixed. So. Wow. And that was like near the end of the day. So uh, that was a bit of a sweating bullets moment because I don't want to leave someone with a machine in worse condition, you know, than I get there. But all's well that ends well. 
we both know that feeling. Me and Ron both do. We do? Definitely. Oh, okay. Like well, well, we do, because I actually go out and fix for machines also, but I'm more of a solid-state guy. Yeah, we, but Bruce could have used you when he had his uh, Grand Prix. Yeah, my Grand Prix had ghosts in it, and I had Zach over, and he was sitting there scratching his head. I had a couple other guys, and they're like, wow. And I finally sold it off, and the guy took him like three months to finally go through the whole thing and finally got it all done, and I was like, more power to you. <laughs> so I have a couple questions. I have a couple questions for you for EMs because what is your favorite EM to work on? Is it the Gottlieb's? Is it the is it the Williams? No. Okay, not Gottlieb. Good God, no. Um, <laughs> the Gottlieb guys don't—they don't like it when I say you know it, the Gottlieb guys. I give them a hard time, you know. They, I kid them a lot, but they're like, if you suggest anything, like some guys, they only collect Gottlieb's, and at that, only Gottlieb wedge heads. And if you suggest that maybe there were some things that Gottlieb may not have done as well as others, you're just dead to them. You're dead to my eyes. I do not talk to you anymore. So uh, so I try to bite my tongue a little bit, but Gottlieb's are, of the big three, my least favorite because they got these tight little relay stacks and they've got like that horrid AS relay that rotates and I'm going to reverse engineer that and come out with some kind of replacement for it. And then, nice. you know, they got that player cam unit with all the, it's like a combination of a stepper and a motor switch that together in one and it's oh my god anyway and then there's score reels that are like sandwiched together and you have to take them apart whereas the valley stuff is like it's just right there it's like whenever i take people on the tour and they they see their first valley score reel they're like oh my god it's all right there i can just reach in and do it i'm like yeah i'm like oh wow so yeah valley williams are my favorite and then Gottlieb, and then of course the least favorite is probably chicago coin because of the horrible <laughs> They were just so cheap back then. They were really cheap. They were really, really cheap. I actually just won't work on those without, like, a massive surcharge. (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) Now, are you including the bowlers with that, or is that just the pins right there? Oh, yeah. No, the bowlers are actually uh, not bad. The the mechs are really large, and uh, they're they're well-documented, and uh, I went through a couple of those. Those are actually kind of nice, and uh, Mm -hmm. even the gun game are actually kind of kind of cool too um em tech is it's it's kind of universal once you kind of get your head into how pressure and contact should be cleaned and pressed together and how logic is either or and it actually kind of becomes much simpler after you uh, work on them a bit but uh, yeah um yeah scott Lee is probably my least favorite of the big three now, what tools are you carrying with yourself right now in your in your uh, entourage of uh, stuff with you right now? What is your necessities? Uh, let's see. I'm in the pen wagon. What do I have here? Well, I got some <laughs> LEDs that I'm doing the stealth recipe if people want to see that. Uh, it's like a warm white kind of blended recipe where I'll use bulbs under the plastics and then LEDs sort of strategically in the back glass and inserts and it's a, it is different, but it's sort of like, what would they have done if they had these toys at the time kind of a thing, you know, in the spirit of the original kind of thing. So a lot of people have actually gone for that. They've enjoyed that. Um, but as far as tools go, it's like soldering iron, uh, switch adjuster, lots of Q-tips, alcohol, and, of course, the most important thing, the thing which will probably go down in history as the, the year that people just started using dremels <laughs> they, 
it's the Dremel, the Magic Brush, the oh, 443 yes. attempt. That, that is the game changer, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, and then let's see what else. Um, needle nose pliers, uh, of course, have, have like uh, socket wrenches, flexi wire, a couple little parts, you know, you got to get your Steve Young survival pack with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let's see, nothing really too unusual. I do have a rivet press that I've brought with me, a little miniature one that I've never had to use, but I, I just want people to know that I'm looking out for them, you know? If, if they're in a tight corner, I got yes. the tools to work for them. So. <laughs> now, you're not just fixing these, right? I've heard like you're, you're doing like a little challenge against the owners after the repairs are done. That is correct. That is the EM Home Challenge, and I'm saying, look, guys, I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to play the game. It has to be an EM, and it's two out of three. You pick the game. You decide who goes first. And, or if you have three EMs, you can do one on one game, one on another, one on a third, if it goes to a third. And so far, at least as far as the current state of the pin side thread is concerned, I'm about 15 and four. Nice. Uh, as but as to how we are right now not updated in Insight, um, seems my lucky streak has taken a new direction here. I've had the worst in the grade 37 in my life. So um, anyway, but so far, 15, yeah, 15 wins against the home folks, I think it's pretty, pretty good. <laughs> It's very good. And just, and you, you hit you hit the Midwest guys. They're a little harder to play. Some of those guys. They're really they have nothing to do during the winter. Ooh. <laughs> oh, uh, you're gonna get some hate calls on that. You definitely. I always do. You know, Don't trust me. I'm Mr. Hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the flip side of that. It's so cold. They've got all these awesome like I've I've been calling them because we don't have you know basements in Texas. So uh, you know I'm like. Oh, there's another one downstairs. So it's like the arcade. You know, everyone has this uh, arcade that they're keeping all their their pinball machines in. So that's kind of cool. You know, it's like, well, you're gonna spend the year indoors. That's kind of that's not so bad. Pretty nice little collection. Well, both of us are from upstate New York, so we both have man caves downstairs. Ron has what twenty? Twenty too many. Yeah. Yeah. I have over 20 myself, and I actually built my own elevator to get them down, up and down my stairs. Wow, awesome, awesome. That tells you how sick it is. How many EMs do you have? Uh, 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 Fail. Fail. Fail, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) He had one. That was the Grand Prix. No, I own two. I own Argosy Argosy. Oh, you gave that up, too. Argosy's a great game. All right, I was about to say it was nice talking to you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've owned two, I've owned two, and I've I like them. I'm just uh, trust me, I have a mechanical mind, and I just cannot wrap my head sometimes around not scoring reels. It's actually like the stepper the stepper reels for like the one player, two player, three player. I, I'm looking at the schematic, and the schematic looks very easy. And then when I look at the units, I'm saying to myself. First, I said to myself, like, who the F thought this up? And then you see how integrated and how they're made such thoughtfulness and how they really made it so you can actually play four players. You can actually have different scoring with different relays pulled in. And you say, wow. And my brain goes, no, it needs to be solid state, asshole. And I'm saying there, but it is, it is in a way solid state because it was electromechanical, but it is still, 
you know, for a time, a mini adding and subtracting, not a subtracting, but an adding machine, really. Or they can subtract. Some of them can step down. They can. They so truly can. can. So, uh, yeah, like your credit wheel, those can go up and down. So yep. there's your there's the basic math. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Right. We both have a stars that has chimes. <laughs> that's, clo- that's close to EM, right? <laughs> Uh, uh, well, you know, I, I'm not all EM. I've got one Sinbad that's the solid state version. So, hey, that's, you know, I, I got the chimes. So, yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing how, like, you know, some things are just, like, we have a lot of people around us that have EMs. And we have, uh, I have Tim Epizito. I don't know if you ever met him. He's up in Auburn, New York. He's got 45 EMs down in his basement alone. That's wow. all he owns. Oh my gosh! He actually owns one of the few uh, NBA. contact holders. Yeah, the NBA. He actually has a 20, 28 foot. Right, twenty eight foot. Twenty eight right. foot NBA. Yeah, I think I said that right. MBA. It's the copy of the Bolarama. It's the Bolarama clone. You Those know. are awesome. They are yeah, awesome. He, yeah. I know another person actually in Buffalo that has one also. So what does that tell you? The two are in New York State. Actually, there's three. Mickey Treat owns one also. They should put those on location because they earn tons of money. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Because I, mean, people, people... I do have a ball bowler in my basement, but it's been converted to solid state. Not by me, but I still have a ball bowler <laughs> upstairs. But it, everyone that comes over, besides it being sometimes a coat rack for when we have pinball tournaments, when after the pinball tournament's done, everyone wants to play that. Just, It's amazing how to, you know, 50 years ago... These people make great items, and they last. They really do. They last sometimes longer. Like, don't get me wrong, Bakelite sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can wear down and break. But actually, it's pretty sturdy if you take care of it. But uh, you're right. They are computers, and they they are rather kind of magical in the way that they convert uh, numbers and uh, steps so forth into electricity. You're, you're basically throwing sparks, kind of like an old rotary telephone. And um, it's really fascinating that, you, you know, it's a great learning platform. That's kind of what I do at the Dallas Makerspace is I've, you know, this arcade committee called Vector is a place to kind of demystify how all this stuff works. I mean, if there was one in your neighborhood, I'd say, well, go there now because uh, we have people, you know, we take them through, basically taking the machine completely apart and then putting it back together. And then wow. by the time you do that, you're like, oh, that's not that mysterious. And uh, get your hands on it is the key. So, I just fun. need a good teacher. I need a good teacher. I can learn anything. I work on copiers. I do that kind of stuff. So I can learn it. I just need somebody to really sit down with me and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to take apart a stepper motor. Here we go. And just, you know, scoring scoring mech and just, go, you know, go from there and just watch them and then do it myself. And then... It should come better to me, but for right now, I pass to the masters, which, <laughs> which is EM is a dying breed for repairing. That's that's why you're so busy. Well, what I'm doing is not just I'm not I'm teaching people how to fish. That's the thing. I'm, I am actually I want the knowledge pool to grow because it's so fun to work on them, let alone play them. It's like working on them is like such a thrill that, uh, you know, it's the best kind of work. You know, it's like hands-on kind of, it's like high-level, almost like knitting, really. I mean, you, <laughs> you just kind of, it's automatic once you get into it. It's like you're just, the time disappears, and, you know, it's, it's already 9 o'clock, and you've already rebuilt a few steppers, so. 
Absolutely. Um, I highly encourage it. All right, Bruce. I think I. You know what time it is? What time is it? I think it's time for a EM version of game you like, game you hate. I didn't tell Nick about this, but I do have. I do have two. Oh, I do have, have two. two. I would. I have two ready to go. So Nick, I'm going to start with mine, and then you can think of a game you like and a game you hate. Of EM. Do your worst. Do your worst. Okay. The game I like as an EM. And it's grown on me after a being in tournament play or anything like that. Is a Bally Fireball. The zipper flippers well, are starting to really grow on me. Well, how many zipper flipper games have you played? Uh, Nip It, Fireball. Uh, there's only five, isn't there? Zipper flipper. No, there's games? more than that. There is. There's okay. Well see. Yeah. See. So. Well, I I like Fireball. I think it's. Uh, I think. There is a little bit of, um, you know, some people argue that, oh, it's a novelty game because of the spinner, and others are like, it's the most best game in the world. I think it's, I think of it as a, a, a classic game that's deservedly popular. Perhaps some of its notoriety is due to a novelty factor, mm-hmm. but it's not a novelty game. There is enough real gameplay there that it's fun to flip and it looks cool. And it really is kind of the Pac-Man of EM pinball. You know, when people think yes. about EM, they think about Fireball. So, so yeah, I think it deserves its place. I like it, too. Okay, EM I hate right now. Bally Circus. <laughs> oh, the one with the horrible clown backlash? Yes, yes. The play field yeah. is just so barren on that thing. It's it, You know, you think about it, 72, you have Fireball. And then a year after, you have... Circus. Yeah, I. That's one I don't like. I don't actively. I hate the artwork. Uh, but uh, yeah, it. It's just. It's too average for me to hate. Like the ones I hate are people that people talk up, and they and I especially you know like where a lot of people love it and I just really hate it. I'll tell you which one that is currently. But anyway, um, but yeah, circus. I'm kind of like I'm just like eh, it's just it's just kind of. Yeah. It's too, it's too average to hate, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, so what would you have for your like right now for EMs, Nick? Well, my favorite EM is, is it's been the same since I bought it. It's the uh, Freedom Prototype. Ooh. <laughs> we have played yeah. a couple of these. Yeah, you guys played that at TPF. I just listened to your broadcast a little while ago. What did you guys think of it? The flipper geometry screws me up. Good. <laughs> it teaches you new skills. No, because you you got to learn how to trap it and flip it and pass it and bump it and all that. It's a different thing, you know. Um, okay, what about Spanish eyes? You played Spanish eyes? Love Spanish eyes. Love Spanish eyes. All right. Well, it's like the right. exact same Norm, Norm Clark layout down there, you know. It, so it, is, it is, but it isn't because it's harder to hit the spinners on freedom. It really is. Like, if you play a normal EM or a solid state, the flippers, you can hit the spinner nice with a nice shot. It seems like with the, the prototype, it's a lot harder to get the angle because of the flipper angle. Well, I like it. To, yeah, it's harder to abuse it. You certainly can't cradle the ball as easily and then smash it through. Uh, but on the Please. same token, you, uh, you can... Um, it's easier to hit the drop targets because it's like a side sort of glancing blow. You can just smack it pretty well. 
It is. Um, so, um, how, did, how did you get your freedom? Let's ask that question real well, fast. Well, I actually, um, I actually saw it on Craigslist like uh, a couple of years ago. This is before I knew anything about middle pops. I mean, this was the game that kind of helped me figure it out. But um, I saw it on Craigslist in Las Vegas, and I was just looking at the geometry and like, oh, that's kind of unusual. Pop number between the slippers, yada yada. And then I was looking at and the rarity and that there's only I don't know a hundred or so built. Mm-hmm. and so forth and so uh yeah i got it put together and yeah i had it shipped and when i got it i mean i paid 1100 for it sight unseen and this was early in my buying you know experience or whatever but um and i got it the play field was torn up the back glass was touched up poorly and i was just like oh my god i what am i gonna do but i went ahead and rescued the thing and had it airbrushed and clear coated and rebuilt everything and doggone it I think it just flips fantastically well. So, um, and then it just the whole middle pop geometry was just kind of, uh, this was kind of like, well, how many of them other are out there? And there's not very many, but no. I, I don't know. I like, I think it teaches you new skills and that's what's cool about it. But it does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is it's rare yet. We saw it in two consecutive shows. <laughs> saw it at Arcade Expo, oh, yeah. and then I go to Texas, and there's one sitting there. And I'm like, Bruce, are you sure this is rare? Yeah, um, they, I played the one at Expo. I volunteered uh, on their little fix-it crew, uh, I think, last year or the year before. And, um, yeah, they have one next to the revised version, which is kind of cool. Yes, yes. So what game, course, what game do you hate? Uh, okay, well, I have to say, I'll have what? to especially put a little... Sand in the in the in the pearl here. I mean the oyster to really. Uh, it is the one that has somehow inexplicably climbed the IPDB popularity charts, or maybe it's pin side. Anyway, top hundred whatever charts for EMs are totally worthless. I can explain mm-hmm. later. But um, this one is, I think, now number two or something. I hate this game. It, it exemplifies actually what I really kind of dislike about a lot of Gottliebs in the sense that they're just lane chasing games. They're like kind of a glorified bagatelle game. You're like, you you plunge the ball and it goes through some lanes and then it goes through some other lanes. And then when you finally get the, the flippers, your play area that you actually play is like the size of a piece of toast. And then, and that's it, you know? And, and I guess when you're playing these games, you're like, oh, I almost nudged it. Oh, I guess I'll get it next game. I mean, like, is that fun? You're like, I'm a, I'm a geometry. Anyway, the game is Sweethearts. Hey, oh, wow. Sweethearts. Love the artwork, but it's like it goes through one, one series of lanes, then it goes through another series of lanes, and then you have this tiny little area where you can either hit it back up the lanes or go through a gobble hole. Um, and, then, and also the out lanes are huge. And I'm like, who? Is I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know why that's fun. <laughs> so Bruce, we got we got another godly pater here. I love this guy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate godly. I, I do think they're unfairly weighted because see, I'm 45 and I came of age. I'm a little late actually for EMs. My when I was in, old enough to be in arcades, I was playing like the big ballys, you know, Future Spa and, and Space Invaders and all that stuff. So the EMs were kind of already fading away. So what you have is a whole lot of collectors who are older than me, and Gottlieb was the dominant type of game, and, you know, lane chasing. It was a little more quaint. Gameplay was a little more quaint back then. And they're kind of, they like that 
style. And then the younger folks who came into EMs later, they're not loyal to any one brand. They just want like speed and shots and they're more like drop target kind of people. And that's like me. And so, so we have these top hundred, you know, rating systems or whatever. And that we have a, so we have this concentrated group of people from the older category who are really voting up the Gottlieb's really high. And then you got people like me who are like, eh, it's, that one's okay. That one's not so good. That one's great. So it's kind of like a brand loyalty thing, I think. And a, also that kind of old fashioned lane chase kind of gameplay that, that I guess some people are into, but eh, not my thing. Well, we here at the Slam Till podcast have no um, company love. We hate everything. Right, we hate everything. Yes. <laughs> no, we love Williams. But I actually, I like the Williams EMs. The, the Williams oh, EMs. Oh, yeah, they're also, awesome. They actually, besides Starflight, I like them all. <laughs> the four-player ones. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Starflight just well, kills me. Yeah, you got Argosy, Grand Prix. Um, Rancho. Rancho, you have. You have uh, the one. Uh, oh, hot Tip. Aztec. Aztec, that's hot the one tip. I was thinking of. Yep, Hot Tip. Tips off. The chief one. What's the other one? The uh, the chief one we had at Arcade Expo. The one you played really well in the tournament, Ron. The chief one. The little chief. Little chief. Yes. Little chief. Yep. Yep. That's another one. I don't yeah. know. No, you didn't play that. You played Aztec, but it, their little chief is a great game too. It's a little great game. But um, I will give love it. Uh, I I do like two thousand and one, which is a godly. <sighs> What? Oh, that's my that's awesome. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the hate? That is my favorite wedgehead. There you go. It fact, screwed me so my... many times in tournaments. It screwed me so many times. That, that, that could be in my hate and love in the same category. Yes. One. yes I don't want to see one. it in a tournament, but if it's just sitting there and I can play it over and over, that's what I'll play. Oh, yeah. that game is brilliant. That's actually my favorite Gottlieb, period. Um, and I have one, and I've had it cleared and all that, and Oh my gosh, it plays so fantastically well. Um, how? Who? Who? Like, which one of you guys hates that game? What's the deal? Me, like, Bruce. That's just the tournament. Okay. It's a tournament way for tournaments. I've been burned so many times in tournaments by that game. It's a difficulty level. Like one out of every ten games might be decent, and yes. that's not very good odds in a tournament. Well, you know, if you're gonna if you're if, if you're gonna ask me like favorite EM, and really, the, it's not fair to name the Freedom Prototype because almost no one's gonna get to play it, so because it's so rare, so. If I had to pick one that's sort of mass production, I'd probably be Old Chicago. Oh, great I game. Think, I, I think so it's got like, a little of like everything. Because you have the loop, you have your you have your pop bumper in the middle. I yeah. actually don't mind the art. Yeah, Christensen's artwork is great on that. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. Um, and, you know, it's got a lot of good shots. It really does. The geometry doesn't worry that much with the spinner, you know, with the side, you know, shots going back up. I like that game. I like it a lot. The problem is trying to find one that's really nice shape lately. Well, I'm, ha- I'm having my play field cleared at the moment, so once it's done, I'll invite you over. And- there you go. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. <laughs> so, Ron, what is your game you like, game you hate? Oh, I have to do this? Uh, um, <laughs> you brought, brought up saying EM time. Uh, well, I was going to say 2001, but I, I've used that. I've, I've used that before, but I'll use it again here. 2001. I don't. Uh, EM, I hate. What's the one? You know, I I don't really hate it, but I hate playing it in tournaments because of the. the they made a couple of them. I think it's like Jack something or other. It's the one where you want to get it in the two holes that are above like the ten drop targets. 
Oh, and then it kicks oh. it left to right? Yes. Like, you plunge it, and there's one one of the two holes is lit. You want to get in the lit hole. It's like the one thing oh, that's, that's worth the most. Jack. Yeah, jumping jacks. Yes. Okay. Yes. I yeah. hate that damn game. Damn oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I like the difficulty, but I hate playing that in the tournaments because it comes just – it's a skill shot plunge fest. And just do you do you go – can you bump it in the right hole? Can you get it back up? Can you get it into the hole? And uh, it's annoying. Uh, yeah, the side oh. clippers at the top, they, you can't can't really do anything with them. They're sort of kind of not – Yeah, you're you trying know? to figure out if you're trying to use those to get it past the targets back up to the top and trying to time that or – aim in any way is extremely difficult. And then you don't want to hit yeah, the like damn it, drop targets themselves because you hit them and it just goes right down the middle. It's like, what was the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, the, as, for, as far as horizontal target shooters go, that's the I'd put that one way behind uh, either king Kingpin or Jack's Open. I think both of those are, are definitely more fun. I agree. But, uh, uh, so where are you going to be headed to after Winnipeg? Okay, then we have the biggest single stretch of highway that is the longest, and uh, it's Winnipeg to Edmonton, which is Ooh. the furthest north, Alberta. On the you know, it's Edmonton. I mean, way up there. So that's like a fourteen-hour leg, and um, you know, not many takers in Saskatoon, you know, <laughs> along the way. So <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Well, you know, being from Texas, people are like, you know, oh my gosh, anything over six hours is crazy. And I'm like, uh, you can drive all day and still be in Texas. Texas. So we're kind of used to that. But I will be at uh, the uh, Northwest uh, Pacific and Arcade Show um, in time. I think that's June, what is it, 9th, 10th, 11th? That's a very good show. That's a fun, very good show. Looking forward to that. I went to that four years ago. Actually, brought my wife to Seattle, and we enjoyed the whole thing. But now it's in uh, Tacoma, which is, but it used to be in Seattle, right by the Space Needle when we went. Now they moved it down to Tacoma, which is a very nice area. Also, if you go out there, if you want to do some sightseeing, the Boeing plant is really cool to see where they assemble the planes. That's free. Well, I have a very interesting stop immediately after the the show, and I'll talk about it later in the. Uh on the thread, but, uh, that one should be rather interesting. I got some, some cool stuff coming up. No, talk about it. Let's go. <laughs> He's oh, keeping it a secret. He's not keeping now. a secret. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Damn it. <laughs> okay. So, um, is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners like about like any websites they should go to of yours where they can follow you or any, any, anything like that? Basically, plug in yourself. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, you've probably seen the pin side thread. It's the sticky thread about the North American tour. I mean, that's the best place to read it. I've got it on Facebook, too. But um, pin side has – you can do inline images there, and it's just more interesting to read. All right. It's, it's called Nick's North American Pinball Tour, a.k.a. I'm Coming to Fix Your Games. And it's yeah, right on right. top. It's right on top. So check it out. We got the latest, uh, and I'm 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 writing it in a way that's, and I barely have time to even think on this tour because it's like, wake up, write, eat, work, drive, wake up, write. You know, it's like barely able to keep up, but it's working. It's pretty intense. So I'll have to have like a wrap up post after all this is over. But uh, 
Well, I'm writing it in a way that the people can, if they're following the thread, I'm, I'm putting a little technical, like, and we polished this contact and this is how we did it. And then we repaired it like this. And as you read it, I'm hoping the knowledge kind of slowly creeps in without the experience of having to like read a textbook, you know, and make it kind of fun. That'd be cool. So, so hopefully that's working, but anyway, that's the place to keep and keep, keep track of it. So when do you expect to be home? <laughs> I don't know. Where am I going? Uh, no, I think no. um I think I'm almost halfway there. Uh, okay. I, actually Winnipeg is the I think the halfway point at least in terms of miles. Now in terms of stops, I'm over halfway. Um because cool. there's a whole whole lot of East Coast people that I that was a that was a real big hill to climb, but uh I got through that. So um yeah, it's going to be probably end of mid end of July when I get back. Just in the hottest time of Dallas. Ugh. Yeah, I was hoping to delay it a bit further, but uh, maybe I'll launch a second mini tour. You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I've been in Dallas in the summer, and oh my god, it's brutal down there. So I was actually I used to work for a company, and we used to go into warehouses and do repairs on their machines in the warehouses. And some of these warehouses, you'd be in there, and it's the temperature gauge says 120 degrees inside the room, and they're all wearing shorts and a guinea tee. And you're going in there fully dressed like, hi, I'm here to work on your machine, and sweat my blank off, sweat my balls off, and here we go. And, oh, it is brutal down there. But, but it is nice in the winter. Winter down there, I love. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like shorts and, you know, hey. Yep. You know, margarita weather. <laughs> yep. And you got some good food down there now too. You got In and Out Burger. You got uh you got a couple other good things down there. I've I like Dallas a lot. Well you guys have something called Culver's, I discovered. Oh, and, and in the Midwest. It's really good. Butterburger. Well okay. <laughs> it was it was it was okay. It's okay. I think it's okay. We have something called Whataburger down. Yeah, Whataburger. Yes, I think Whataburger definitely has the edge on the. But in and but you have now In and Out, so In and Out's even better. Well, actually, In and Out is complementary to Whataburger. They're they're two different things, but uh, uh, I like In and Out too. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like them both. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah butter burgers butter butter burgers are a little different. You know, Culver is a different breed. They're they're actually I think their sides are better than the burgers. Like their onion rings and their cheese. They have cheese curds, which I don't eat, but they have cheese curds and, you know, a couple of other things that are pretty good. But And they have good ice cream. Oh, yeah. I discovered the cheese curds, actually. I, I did eat a few of those. I was like, <laughs> yeah, they look pretty good. Pretty tasty. Yes, yeah. cool. I'm glad you enjoyed that. That Because, you know, trust I used to travel over the country, so I know what you're going through right now with that. And I always, if you look at my belly, it's big. And I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> When he goes back to Texas, is is Hank Hill going to be his final repair stop? Oh my god! So if Hank Hill, <laughs> if Hank Hill had a pinball machine, I wonder what it would be. I wonder what he is. There a propane based like uh, pinball machine? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, listen, you guys uh, having fun? Is there any other questions before I press my luck at the border here? Press your luck. You are always welcome on if you like to talk later on, like in a couple of weeks or a month or when you get back. We would love to have you back on for a full show. We go for sometimes okay. an hour and a half, so, but we would definitely love to have you on and see the rest of your adventure. 
Sure, sure. I'm sure. I got stories, man. I got some funny stuff already. You'll have the stage. You'll have this whole stage. Well, this is all for the people, for the knowledge. I want the the EM army to be strong and powerful. That's the goal. Maybe maybe we'll have to buy another EM, Ron. The EM army will overtake the Stern army by force. Yeah, I know. I hope so. Well, Nick, thank you very much for being on. Don't forget, this is uh, Nick Shell. He is doing the North American tour. Yes, if there's anyone listening from Europe, please give me a call so I can do the Nick's European pinball tour. Ooh. That'd be really <laughs> There's a lot of good EMs out in the Netherlands and out in, uh, up in the uh, northern half. There's some really fun ones up there, so they could use some love. I can only hope. All right, guys, all the best. I'll, uh, I'll come back and chew the fat with you a little later. This is fun. Thank you very much, Nick. Anytime. Good luck getting through the border. All right. All right. Cheers. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. To thank Nick Shell once again for joining us on the podcast. He was great. And I can't wait to hear more of his adventures later on after his tour is done. Especially in Canada. Eh? Which did you know that it's going to be their 150th year? They're still behind us, though. They're still behind us. Was it July 1st? July 1st. I think some guy named Jeff told us this. What's his name? Uh, Jeff. Jeff Teolis. Uh, uh, Teolis. That's the guy. Pinball from, profile. Uh, he, pinball we, profile. Yes. He wanted us to uh, plug him. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to your neighbors to the north. Yes. 150th, 150 years of Canada. Oh, just think, Canada. Just think. They didn't get their freedom from the British monarchy till after our civil war. Amazing. Amazing. So what's going on, Bruce? Uh, nothing much. Uh, we had a great guest, so let's continue the show right now with our episode 45, Spectre. Spectre. News. News. Of the week. A piece of news. Piece of news. Batman code .75 has been dropped. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Will it help it? I don't think so, but I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> they can't change the play field, unfortunately. They cannot change the play field. But uh, I know Lyman will make the rules better and better. And it sounds like it's getting better and better with the rules. But uh, you can't polish a turd. But I'm going to be positive about this one. Be positive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not <laughs> We are the most positive <laughs> podcast. Yes, we are. That'll be the title, Positive Podcast. Positive Podcast. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't like that one. But we did do our game like game of hate. We did a little out of order because uh, Nick had to go through the border. Uh, what else is going on? IFPA Champion Week is going on as we speak with a couple of our friends in Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Yeah, Copenhagen. They had, um, what is it, the Danish Open? It's the, the first Danish part. Open. Yep. Greg Pavarelli took second in B. Second in B. Our own Greg Pavarelli. Yes, who was on last week, so we must be good luck. Like that Jeff Teolis guy. Well, you know, he was on, and then when he was on the plane going to Copenhagen, yes, and in the same row right across from him was Raymond Davidson, another listener. So yes. it's it's incredible. It's a slam till connection. It is. And Zen was with Greg going over there also, and Lyman's over there with Penny and a lot of other good players. So... It's really good. It's nice seeing the updates from everyone. It really is. And Eric Stone's there and uh, a couple other people. And, oh, my God, just a lot of who's who's the players. And no, and no offense to any of our um, 
non-United States listeners, but USA, 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 USA. 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 Come and on. Phil, and Phil, it's Phil's there. Phil, what's his last name? Phil from uh, Canada. Burnbaum. Burnbaum. He's there also, and he won actually the first tournament, which was what. I don't know. He didn't say, but he actually won a trophy. He And it was first place because they only give trophies out the first place out there. So he took first place in the first tournament. They don't believe in any of that consolation bullshit. They don't believe in participation trophies. You nope. only get a trophy if you win. Or go home. Win or go well, home. Well, actually, he got regular chocolate. Yeah, which actually I would have probably preferred that over the trophy, depending on the trophy. Yeah, I know. Well, it's a Toberol. You can get those anywhere. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But uh, I like to wish all of our listeners out there who are in the beautiful European continent right now to have a good time, enjoy, and take it home for USA. <laughs> USA, 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 USA. Hey, Ron, did you know there's a tournament coming up on July fifteenth? I've heard something about that. I I think it's called um um pomp or stop or no stomp stomp the stem tilt. Oh, oh my. my. Pinball tournament. <laughs> and uh, we we almost have 10 people signed up already. It's shaping up to be a barn burner. It is. A lot of good players already. Steve Bowden. Steve Bowden signed up. And he sent a uh, a picture of uh, George Takeyes <laughs> Sulu with the sword like from the uh, Star Church. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so, I'm ready. Oh. So you get to see some famous people who, at Ron's tournament, and, you know, it's nice that, honestly, I'm feeling better and better about not actually doing the tournament director stuff, main stuff, so I can help you with repairs. So it's going to be even better. It's going to be even better. It's going to be yep. even better. I um I will probably not be playing in it. Wow. Yes. Yes. I, I, I feel it may be a little, little unfair. I do it all the time. And guess what? My record at my house is like one out of eight tournaments yeah, I win. Yeah, it's fine. But I, I, I want to be more like – I want to be cheering everyone on at the stop tournament. Oh, I just so want to be a good host. You paid for me then? Uh, no, you can pay for you yourself. Paid- I, I consider that <laughs> extra money into the pot. No, you paid for me. You heard it here first, folks. Ron paid for no, me. No, I did not pay yes, for you. Did. Yes, no, did. I did not. I'm winning. I'm going to win this whole thing because it's going to be free for me now. No, no, no. Uh, call it call it Quicksilver Gas Money. Quicksilver Gas Money. Yes, because that's coming out. Yes. Quicksilver will be there. Stargazer will be there. We can have a old tournament or a new tournament. Whichever kind of tournament you desire. like the old better. Yeah, I like the old better, too. So, uh... This is episode 45, Ron. Yes. We're going to do something big for 50. And what's that going to be? We're going to do two things. All right. Now, I have no idea what Bruce is going to say here. Because know, as usual, we, we, we plan these things very well. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell. So you'll actually hear Ron's reaction also. Okay, what, okay hold on. What are we doing, Bruce? There's two things we're going to do. All right. First, we're going to give away a PB helper for our 50th show. All right. So you giveaway, baby. Yep. The, you know, we're going to we're actually going to ship it to you anywhere in the USA. If you win it outside the country, the USA, we'll have to figure something out. But in the USA, I will ship it to you. You'll get a PV helper free of charge from me. What do you have to do to get in this contest, Bruce? From episode 46 to 49, I'm going to give you questions. What kind of questions, Bruce? About the 40 the earlier episodes. 
Oh, so you'll have to have someone who actually listen to them. You have to listen to them or go find the information. Mm. Every right answer gives you one entry. And then at the 49th episode, at the after the 49th episode, before we do the 50th episode, which will be July 1st, all entries must be in with all the answers. You can go, you can give them to me every week, you know, you can go back and look through all the shows. There will be one right answer for each one. It will be something we might have said. It might be a game we like. Maybe a game we hate. Maybe who was our first guest. Maybe something like that. How many yawns per episode that Bruce has? How many yawns did I have in one episode? Who knows? But you get a chance to win something for free. So who doesn't like that? Who doesn't like that? You get one entry per week. So if you get the answer wrong. Oh, okay. You can't give it a, like a day later. Like, oh, it was this answer. No. One entry only per week. So you max entries you can have is four. The answers will be given out on the 50th, 50th show. All right. And we will pick a name random from random.org. Random.org. Everyone will be in it. Who's been in it? And then you get a free pinball helper. That helper it actually helps you take legs off a machine and put them on at a show. Really cheap, easy. Check it out at www.pinballlifter.com. All right. And the second thing is... What's the second thing, Bruce? I want one of our guests to be our 50th guest. One of our you mean one of our listeners? One of our listeners. Sorry. So one of our one of our listeners are, is going to get to be a guest on episode number fifty. Yep. 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 Well, what do you got to do to have this happen, Bruce? All you got to do is email us why you should be on and want to be on the Slam Till Podcast for the epic fiftieth episode. And you'll want to send those emails to slamtillpodcast at gmail Yes. Why do you want to be on our episode? It could be for any reason. Like, I hate Gottlieb's too, and I want to talk about how bad they are with Bruce for an hour. You know, exactly. it could be so- something simple as that. Now, you can send us an email from now until June 28th. Okay, June 20th. I'm marking my calendar down. Yep. We will then ask you to come on, the winner, and this will all be judged by Ron. Oh. I'm putting that pressure on him. Oh, thank you. No problem. He can ask me what he what he thinks also at the couple. He'll break it down to three. And then we'll pick it. We'll ask you to come on. And what do they need? Well, if you want to come on, it would help if you have Skype. Yes. And a headset. And it's a headset. Not, it's not mandatory. We, we do not. have... Um, other we ways. Do, we do have other guests, uh, Scott, who um, prefer to Nick. call in. And, well, <laughs> well, Nick was driving, so I'll give him that. Yes. Really, you only need a phone. But if you had Skype, it'll just sound better. I mean, if you listen to our guests, the ones that call in, the sound quality isn't quite as good. But we can do it. But we can do it. We want the 50th episode to be about you guys, the fans. Yep. Okay, uh, Ron. Yes. Repairs? Uh, I did none. Okay, I'm getting Stargazer closer and closer. And Quicksilver is almost ready. The only thing I have to do on Quicksilver is swap the spinner, unless you want me to keep the Simpson spinner on there. No, no, that doesn't work. Now, I have I have a question now for you. All right. The original spinners are green with gold stars in the back. They are? Okay. They are. I can't find them anywhere. Yeah, I can see that. I do have white stern ones with the, with the newer style. 
That's fine. As long as it works. As long as it, it spins good. It will be a it will be a true blue stern spinner. Yep. That's fine. I'll replace both because then they'll match. All right. Just save the I old one. <laughs> you never yes, know when it'll come in handy. Of course. So you got the uh, the drop target parts I sent to you and actually work? No, I have not put them in yet. Oh, okay. Sack it. I'm going to see hopefully tomorrow. All right. Cool. At, at cool. another tournament. Another tournament? Yes. The weekly Wednesday bi-weekly tournament in Syracuse. All right. So uh, I asked today a question from some of our fans on Facebook. Oh, you, you, you did? Well, before we get to that. Okay. Because that goes along with the whole mail and, and all that all that stuff. I just want to say, I was in some tournaments over the weekend. Yes, you were. And after taking shit from everyone over my continued failures, <laughs> I just want to say, <laughs> everyone. Oh, everyone. Uh, yeah, not I just... played at the Stellar Wars launch party. He did. This exciting new game from Williams, Steve Ritchie design, 30 inches of action. 30 inches wide. Uh, it was at Levy's Funatorium, or just Funtorium, in New York City on Saturday. I went down with uh, Tim Sexton, Tim Balls. Mm-hmm. You can catch the stream with, with scintillating commentary on his Twitch channel. Just look for Tim Balls on Twitch. And I finished third after having to fight for my life to win a, a playoff game on Stellar Wars just to get in. Mm-hmm. Getting an awesome score and a great moment in my pinball career. And I got third place in a tiebreaker against Tim for third and fourth. Which I did watch the whole thing, the whole finals. Got myself a trophy. Yes, you did. Then yesterday, Rock Fantasy had a Memorial Day tournament, which uh, actually a lot more people showed up than uh, I think Steve anticipated. And actually, his store is very busy on Memorial Day. That's good. And... um. Because we had Tim. Tim came down. Jerry Bernard, Jerry Sab was there. Just a perennial winner at that location. And um, it's I talked about on this podcast how it's one of my goals to one day hold the Hulk head. That's what you get to, to hold when you win a tournament at Rock Fantasy. And I, and I finally got to hold the Hulk head. I didn't see the picture, so you need to post that on the page. Okay, I'll I'll yeah I'll link it or something. But yes, please. Yes, I finally got to hold the whole kid beating a 14 year old in the final, an up and comer. I guess this kid he's uh he started playing down there and taking a lot of the high scores, and this was his first tournament. Mm. So it ended up being me, Tim, and him. They were doing like a knockout elimination format, and Tim picked Circus Voltaire, and that did not go well for him, and he was mm-hmm. eliminated. So it was just me and the, me and the kid. And we played uh, Star Trek, where I was. He had a killer Klingon multi ball, and I was quite behind going into my third ball. Came from behind to take a small lead, and then he drained out on his last ball, and I took the Hulk head. Finally. Yes. And then announced my retirement. So you retired. You're not going to. You're not going to Stevens anymore now. That's kind of my. Uh, no, I'll be going there. That's kind <laughs> of my. Um, that was like my last real goal. I mean. With my talent level, that was kind of the last thing I thought I could do. So I'm I'm oh. I'm pretty satisfied with my uh oh, congratulations career. Thank you. I'm glad my ball busting has finally got you. Some oh work. yeah, that that's what did it, Bruce. It was all the ball busting. I would yes. not have been able to do that. I agree totally. All right, you posted something on our Facebook page asking our listeners for some topics. 
Yes, I did, and I got a couple. You got a couple. I did. I'm going to get bring them up right now. You don't have it up already? Of course not. Fail. 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 Oh, I have it. I'm looking right at it, Bruce. Okay, then I'm you prepared. start the first one. Okay. This is from uh, Alex Huffman. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. He said, I'd like to hear you all speak about recruiting new players to local leagues. What has worked and what hasn't? Other than dividing gameplay into divisions based on skill to draw in beginners, what are other ways to get the general public interested in weekly play? I've tried a few posts on Reddit that have drawn up some attention but have not yielded any new players. Well, it all depends on what league you're trying for, how many people you have in the league. But there's some good ideas we use in Western New York. We actually have uh, 30 players in our league. And most of it's word of mouth because we have a pretty good thing up here. Pinside, I know for Albany, has done really well. You actually, I saw this, the thread today blowing up for the Albany uh, Pinball League where people were saying, oh, I got six, we got more people coming in. And they're talking about different locations, I see. So Pinside's a great place to try to recruit people. Did you just say Pinside's a great place in one sentence? For recruiting people in leagues. That's all I said. Please take the full sentence. Don't just cut that. Don't take it out of context, folks. Do not take it out of context. But for our league, we have very high-rated A players with myself and Eric Russell and Jason Plourd and a lot of other players who are you know, from 350 down to 1,000 who play really well. And we also have some 3,000 to 5,000 ranked players and some people who are barely ranked maybe in the 15,000s. So what we do in our league, and it's a pain in the ass, but it works, is we play match play, which is either playing a three-man groups or four-man groups. If you're going to play a three-man group, you play four games and you go with a scoring of 3 two, one, zero. Or if you have three-man groups, you've got to play six games with 2-1-0. So the points all even out at the end of the night. And what we do is, every league night, you don't play the same player. It's a pain in the ass. you got to need a spreadsheet for this or anything like that. But we actually figured out where only four or five players played each other twice. So the good thing about that is, you might play some good players one week, but you'll never hopefully have to play them the second through we go eight months another good thing with the league is we have uh you can miss two nights so you can miss out of the first four weeks you can miss one night and out of the second four weeks you can miss one night i think for this year for our western new york league we're going to make it so you can miss two nights you can make them consecutive you can miss them in the beginning you can miss them at the end because at the end of the league night the top 12 of the 30 are grouped in A for the finals. Players 13 through 20 are in a little mini B division. So you'll be playing the people you, you know, your skill level is the same at. So you don't discourage people, you know, because what happens is if you have, we used to do four players and then we expanded to six players in the finals. If you got seventh, you got nothing. With this, you have a chance to move up and play better. And try to be in it. And actually, the ninth position player was in the finals this year. So he was in the top four. So he worked his way up. He played the best and got into the finals. There's a lot of things you can do. But getting players is the hardest. And keeping good players. And plus having good locations is another thing. We do it out of homes in western New York. Buffalo does it out of homes. Central New York does it out of locations and homes. 
So it works out really well all around. But with those key pieces of making sure you don't lose your bottom core players and you don't want them to feel too discouraged about playing too many good players where they're saying after the second month going, I'm not going to play this anymore. You want it to be fun and you want it so they have a goal to reach at the end of the year. If you have local places you play at and you're trying to form a league, put posters up there. Ask the place that you, you know, your local pinball machines are at. Post flyers there. People will want to see this. And most of these people will hopefully then join more of your core group and want to play pinball more and encourage more pinball. If you have a selfie league local, do that. You know, try to get more people involved. What Bruce said. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the second question from, uh, oh, I hope I don't say this wrong, Derek Karamanian or Karamanian? Karamanian, I'd say. Okay. What is the pinball industry as a whole? Okay, what the, the, the pinball industry as a whole is failing and doing good at. So what the pinball industry as a whole is failing and doing good at. Okay, so what are your ideas, Ron, for failing? See, saying the whole industry. So I can't just say things like, um, you know, Stern's cabinet's falling apart. Well, you can say quality control. You can say quality yeah, control. Yeah, I'll say cause... quality control, but I mean, it's more for specifically for Stern. Mm-hmm. I don't hear anything about Jersey Jack cabinets falling apart or, you know, spooky cabinets falling apart or whatever. Cost for me. Yeah, the cost the cost overall is getting higher and higher, and it's it's going to be harder for your average person. Although you can still argue that the Stern Pro is at least a decent deal. It is. So I mean, it could always do more promotion. I think that's the worst thing they do is promotion. Yeah. Think about it. With Walking Dead, until like six months ago, they weren't even bringing them to Walking Dead, you know, shows. Like, you know, and these people, when they saw them, were like, oh, my God. And they sold 20 of them at one of these Walking Dead conventions. Or Walking Dead conventions? Oh, what am I saying? Of course they're Walking Dead conventions. Yes. And they brought 20. And guess what? They sold all of them. And people didn't even know about it. And it's just Stern does a terrible job and most companies do a terrible job in marketing it the best one that does it actually is jjp he goes to these comic cons and now the stern's doing that also a little bit too but you gotta get it to where people with money will want to spend that money these people make these outfits that cost them two to three thousand dollars maybe seven eight thousand dollars for dropping on one of their premium titles like you know walking dead Star Trek, or down a new one, Star Wars, they might blow that money in a second. Star Wars? Star Wars. But don't forget that Stellar Wars. That is a hot freaking title. Stellar Wars is a hot title. I mean, there were some issues with the clear coat, um, with the inserts, and I think the software was like early prototype software, but I I thought it played very well. Yes. So that means you're going to buy one now, right? No. No, I don't think so. I forgot to ask Levy if he got the Pro or like the premium model. It looked premium, though. It did uh, look... Yeah, it had enough drop targets where I think it was premium. I think so. Yeah, I bet you the Pro probably like changed one of them to like stand-ups instead of drop targets or something. Another thing that they're failing with is the promises. You know, oh, it'll be done in two weeks. Oh, we're going to have a pinball machine ready. Oh, we're going to have this. And honestly, every manufacturer has been failing 
at one way or another with their promises. All right. Okay, what are they doing well? Innovation, maybe. You could say a little bit with the LCD screens finally getting into the 21st century. Well, Stern finally getting into the 21st century. Well, everyone. Actually, everyone. JJP started it, and then they've all followed suit. I think there's no manufacturer out there now without an LCD. I would say they're doing things well. I mean, I think the licenses they come out with have been good licenses. Ghostbusters is a great license. Yes. You know, the the bands like Metallica, ACDC, Walking Dead. I mean, they're, they're good licenses they're getting. I think, think the games are excellent. I mean, if you get past the ghosting issues and the late quality code control. and quality <laughs> control, but I mean, just the, the code in general, I mean, the games are, are fun. I'm, I'm talking mostly Stern. I mean, at least the ones I know. But I mean, and, and just, they're doing good and we have a lot of manufacturers out there now. Yes. We have a lot of different companies finally, yes. which is a good thing. That's That's... You know, years ago, Gary Stern said the the industry could not have could not take more than one pinball company. Gee, I wonder why he was saying that. He could not have been more wrong. Of course. I mean, the more the merrier. Well, don't forget. At the same time, he was saying that he was saying the home buyer did not matter. Yeah, yeah. Stern Stern said that for a long time. Now they have like their entire premium model in LE is specifically for home buyer. Yes. Which is just hilarious. So. That was two of the. T- those were the two topics. Of course, Jeff Teolis, he wants five yawns and uh, four omis. Well, I've only heard two omis from you, and I haven't yawned yet because it's early still. Oh my! <sighs> oh my! <sighs> okay, enough of that. We're not doing all of them. <laughs> well, you did your omis. So you're done. I'm done. I'm done with omis. I got three oh, more yawns oh. for me. Uh, oh, Je- Jeff Teolis of Pinball Profile also asked, how about an email from the Aussie and a 2,000-word essay from the Pinball Princess? How about one or two? <laughs> yes, we do have an email, and uh, I have heard it on good authority that that essay is on the way. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yes. I haven't seen it yet. Yes, I, re- I replied, uh, keep listening, uh, be patient. <laughs> they're, uh, they're coming, please be patient. Let's see what we have in our mail ball bag. Or... Or is it the sack? Is it the sack? Well, you know, we're taking the mail ball bag and we're pulling letters from our sack. Yes, we are. Oh, my. So we have, uh, you can do the first one. I'm going to it right now, waiting for my phone. You don't have it up yet? I have all this stuff ready to go, Bruce. Come on. I'm watching porn at the same time as I'm doing this freaking Get thing. Get off God of Pornhub. That's why your connection, you keep breaking up because you are just keep streaming the porn. Turn off Pornhub. Oh, I can't. Open up your email. You can't. <laughs> it won't close. It won't close. Yes, instead, of the par- instead of the parental block, his is the opposite. It, it, it prevents porn from ever being turned off. <laughs> I call it the Beavis and Butthead porn allower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porn's good. Yeah, yeah. Carson is. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is from Brian. His email title is The Mail What Now? The mail ball, what now? The mail ball, what now? Sorry. Uh, hey, gents. Love the show. Thought you'd be interesting to learn that if you're dealing with lower security, second or third class, a mail sack is often used instead of a mail bag. Oh, my. And he sent a wiki, uh, Wikipedia link so we know it's true. Yes, of course. Everything on Wikipedia is true. And he says, now I realize this might have ramifications for some of your mail segment, which I will leave for you to review in what will no doubt be a spirited discussion. 
telescope to say, hey, in, Panta- in Pantastic, which I – we'll both be going there. Fantastic. Uh, Uh-oh. We can call it the sack. Uh, no, nope. Mailball bag. Well, I'll say it's the mailball bag where we take mail out of our sack. Okay. There we and go. it's smoothly shaven. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I said, get off Pornhub. <laughs> I can't help it. It's freaking on all the time. Uh, I close it and four more ads pop up. Second email. Second email we have. Oh, yeah. I see you've had the same problem. Uh, we have uh, Lonnie. Hi, Lonnie. Hi, Lonnie. He says, I found one for your segment. This might just replace your Playboy back glass. And this is a Craigslist ad, which I was I was worried I'd click on it and it would say like it was already gone, but it was there. It's this still there. Seven hundred and fifty dollars from the St. Louis Craigslist. It is a what? What's the title? What's the pin? It's it's Stratoflight. a Williams. Why it's, I hate? Oh, it's I didn't a, want to uh, just talked about. It's a Stratoflight, nineteen seventy four Williams pinball, and you look at it, and the play field is like okay, okay, it's okay. Okay, okay, and you look at the you look at the cabinet art, and you're like okay, okay, and then you look at the pack glass. I don't even know how to describe this thing. Oh, um, I can describe it very well. It's really easy. There's a the Strata Flight ship that's in the middle. Well, actually, it's all gone. So all you see is a blue like sky with a couple clouds, puffy clouds, and cutouts for your score reels. And the Strata Flight in the middle with the little words Super Flight. Not even Strata Flight, but Super Flight. Yeah, not even that. I mean, it's like they made this. Oh, this, they made I, don't, this. I don't even know if this is a remnant from the old one. They, they basically painted the entire thing blue, put some clouds in, and then put a red ship in the middle with the wrong title. And like where the the score reels are, they're just they just cut out just enough to show each digit. Yes, and it says below it like player one, player two, player three, player four in clouds. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the sides of the backlash, you actually see it's like taped with like flower pattern. On one of the tape sides. It's Astral Flight, according to this. <laughs> Astral Flight. And it's got, it's I mean, flight. at least at least with the the uh, Grand Prix we had on the one time, it said right on it, like, the cabinet has obviously been repainted. Yes. <laughs> this one really doesn't mention anything. It's just like, you, no. Nothing so, is to hear, people. Move along. It plays very well. V-A-R-Y. Excellent, uh, excellent spelling. He doesn't want any text for this either. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is one of the ones where you know someone. It's not someone who knows anything about pinball. When you see things like all score clocks work, so all score clocks work. Play field is two words. Usually, most pinheads will make it you know one word. Just like yeah, okay, that's that's bad. That's bad. That, that was that was very good. Thank you. Thank you, Lonnie, for that. That was uh, that was that was quite the chuckle. Funny. Oh boy! Now the next one is yours. Oh, we got Ryan C again, and this is about this is about Ghostbusters again, which is going to lead to another subject because we had another post on our page page from. Uh, well, we'll get into that, but I'll, I'll I'll say the email first. This is from Ryan C from Australia. Good day, lads. Okay, I was thinking about dialed in. Let me practice that again. I was thinking about dialed in, and it's really, it's the popular, polar opposite, sorry, God. Polar opposite to Ghostbusters in many ways. Theme. Ghostbusters is a licensed property. Dialed in is a new original IP. That is correct. Hype. 
Ghostbusters has insane amounts of hype due to the leaked pictures of the zombie Eddie art and the beautiful playfield. Agreed. Dialed in had bad hype as a Pat Lawler game, had hype as a Pat Lawler game, but no one had any idea what it would be. Reveal. Ghostbusters Ellie sold out instantly on Reveal. Yep, everyone loved that thing. People shouting out, best game ever? Dialed in, sent wing... Windsire. Okay. Windsire. Oh, I get it. I think he's referring to a certain uh, forum. Yes. Dialed in sent Wingeside into a spiral about the theme and the fact that JJP couldn't properly reveal and explain the game. Yeah, and everyone said it sucked. He's calling Pinside Wingeside. Yeah, yeah. I, I, French. Yeah. Testing. Ghostbusters has massive issues with ghosting, and the design seems a bit rushed with the air balls, drop bricks, etc. Dialed in has been on site for nine months and seems to be playing like a finely tuned instrument. Yeah, the only issues I've seen are like the typical uh, scoopware, which you're going to have to do a cliffy or some kind of protector for, and major magnetware around the uh, the magnets by the drones. Those are really the only things I've heard that put issues with it. Software. Ghostbusters software was a mess on shipment and still all over the place. Dialed in on shipment seems to have complete software that is pretty well balanced, but still yet to be fleshed out. Gameplay. Ghostbusters, like a lot of recent games, Alien, Hobbit, etc., seems to rely more on theme and experience to make the player have fun. The game also lacks flow. Dialed In seems to have a few gimmicks, but the fun seems to be in the playfield layout and the shot satisfaction just seems like next-level stuff. Sales. Ghostbusters used all the hype to sell great figures, and it's still selling, and slowly, slowly people are finding out that the pin may lack what they truly enjoy out of pinball. I don't know if I totally agree with that. It, mm. it, it, it keeps selling. That thing, that thing sells. They're selling a ton of those. But now people are starting to sell them now. I've seen more great Ghostbusters LEs and pros and even premiums being sold in the past three weeks. Maybe it's because of the hype of Star Wars or maybe even dialed in. But I've seen a lot more Ghostbusters being sold. All right. Dialed in, off to a very slow start, and people are slowly beginning to realize that the game is really great, and word of mouth will slowly sell more games. What do you guys think? Can you explain why you choose to order Dialed In besides it's fun? Oh, well, the reason why I ordered it because it, it's fun. No. <laughs> very good, Bruce. Very good. Okay. Yes. Well, I have six months to answer it. I'll tell you in six months. When you finally receive it, yeah. No, 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 because I have to. I don't have to give my answer right away. You have to have your answer six months before mine. I have to have. Okay, I don't get what you're saying. Because you ordered yours six months ago. Oh, oh. All right, all right. Sorry. <laughs> Joking, busting your balls. Yeah, you no, do that uh, a lot. I'm ordering mine because my wife likes it. Done. Enough said. If any, if my wife wants to buy a pinball machine, done. Because guess what? She picked uh, Game of Thrones, and that was gone fast. I don't think this one will be that way. Uh, I liked it because I played it. Uh, it's, that's, you, you have to play it. You have to experience the game. It's got good flow. It's got good flow. Great shots. I really, I, you know, and it's kind of also... Did you see the Buffalo Pinball pod uh, yes. feed? Yeah, I saw, yep. They add, I like the music they added that wasn't there originally. I, I like the music. I like the fact that it's an original theme. I actually liked the cell phone theme. Yes, I might have been a minority at the uh, the debut, but I thought, yeah, oh, this is pretty cool. 
and and the lasers coming down to kill your yep. flipper. Like ah, no holding the ball. That's that's a yep. good idea. I'm sick of seeing that. I want to see I want to see flippers die and yep. people lose the their ball. Yeah, um, I mean it's got the guy that goes across the playfield, magnets galore, um, the screen. Just the fact that in it's kind of part of my collection. I'm trying to get more variety. I don't have any Jersey Jack games, and I have no Neither interest in Wizard of Oz or Hobbit. Mm-hmm. But you know, and it's conventional size. Thank God they finally, at least with this game, Got just smart. give me yeah, give me conventional size. Ditch the wide body crap. I mean, it's so hard to make a good playing wide body. It really is. Those are the reasons. I mean, things like the selfie mode I think is cool yep. as hell. It's got the hologram thing going on. The, even even the drones, which really don't do anything, but the propellers move. Mm-hmm. Like and yeah, I just like it. I liked I liked it when I played it. I just liked the game and pretty much decided during the when it was revealed that I was I I decided it was on my list and then I went to play it. I think it was at a distributor and I played it again. It's like yep, still like it. Yep. So that's that's why. Hopefully that's a good enough explanation. I think it's a great explanation. So that that finishes the emails. But wait, there's more. There's more. We started a little bit of a shitstorm. <laughs> well, friend of the show, Mr. Bowden. Yes. Fun with bonus. He um he enjoyed the um the letter from our Aussie friend yes, going on about sake. his ranting about Ghostbusters. And um Steve kinda did his own rant mm-hmm. and linked to it through our uh Slam Till page. And if I was um, a good host, I'd have that up, which I don't. Good job. <laughs> well, I'll say right now, hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. I'll see you hopefully later. <laughs> Thanks, you saved me. Okay. He goes on how the skill shot is worth more than freaking, you know, people's whole scores in the whole games that towards the end, if you have a good game. Yes, and he also talked about being in pinball purgatory. Yes. On his site, and this is on his site, final bonus. It's called 1000 When Lit Ghostbusters Skillshot Exploit Bug Feature Purgatory, where he goes into full detail about the Skillshot Exploit, which we talked about. Actually, I think Timmy brought that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Timmy demonstrated that to me while at um, Rock Fantasy. It does work. That's good. Yes, that's good or bad. Bad. Actually, very bad. And he mentioned the Purgatory, where you fail to hit the skill shot. And then you have to basically hit the ghost target. Slimer comes down, and you pray you can get through without draining to actually start a mode. And he had different suggestions for different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I won't. Yeah, I mean, I, I suggest you go to a site and read it. I can't really do it just by just reading it here. But oh my God, so many people commented. Yeah, there was just comments about. Yeah, how do you? How can you? You know, not like Ghostbusters, or or you know, do you really think it's not fun? Yes, I totally agree. I can see... Well, here's what I've noticed. And this this is very interesting to me. The people who own it, love it. <laughs> yeah, well... The not, people who don't own it, hate it. <laughs> not just that. <laughs> it is that. No, it's not just that. It's your... How can I say this? Your casual players and people shows they love this game. And I, I enjoy watching people play the game. And that's the one thing Steve said. You know, I, I've... Never had a game where I enjoy people watching people play it, but don't want to play it myself. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is almost to a, a man and woman, every tournament-type player that I know, 
you know, ones that play primarily at tournaments, you know, better players. I, w- I wouldn't even say better, but just players that are really into the tournament thing, they all hate it. If they don't own it. If they don't own it. Now, if they own it, besides yourself, they like it. Like, I know some tournament players that own it, and they're like, oh, I love the game, you know, so... I just I thought that was funny though. I mean, just and and it's been like that from the beginning. I remember when it first came out, and I was asking him about like, what do you think about Ghostbusters? And I just get the head shake. No, not feeling it. Especially before like the um, the lane the lane guy jump thing was you know fixed where, where you could actually fix it before any of those you know fixes came out. When it was even worse, they hated it even more. If you listen to the old podcast, the first ten episodes, Ghostbusters came out. And we were talking about it, and you will hear me say right off the bat, oh my god. And I was trying to convince you at the one time, what was I saying to you? Change your order. Yeah, change but it. I didn't really have anything to change it to. I wasn't going to get Kiss. I wasn't going to get Walking Dead. That I was my Walking only Dead. other choice. I would have got Walking Dead in a second. But you got that. But I was the one saying right off the bat, oh my god. And now people are starting to see... See the light? See the light. <laughs> hey, you know, all I can say is one person's one person's Popeye is another person's Twilight Zone or something like that. I think you it was <laughs> But, I mean, I my issue is not, I, I said it before, I've never had a game where I've liked as many individual features with it, but just didn't like to play it as a Ghostbusters. Okay. So, but it is what it is. Oh, it is what it is. God, I, I I don't mind watching watching it. Like I'll watch it on a stream, almost like uh, kind of like you know if you watch golf like I do, and there's like that 17th hole TBC Sawgrass, the Island Green, and all these pros go up there, and you see them hit it in the water, and you're actually rooting for them to hit it in the water because you just like watching them fail because they're pros. That's kind of my enjoyment of Ghostbusters. I want to see top players on it and just just watch watch the crash and burn. But the problem is. You never see it in major tournaments in A Division because they don't want to put it in there because it has so many issues. Yep. That they, They're afraid it's going to get exploited to hell. And they're going to have yep. these ridiculous games. So that's why you don't even see it there. But, you know. So that's that's the Ghostbusters thing. And it's funny because we started a little bit of it. At, with Jack Danger showed it off. Yeah, and having a ridiculous game that he had with, like, 30 looped supers or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, no. I mean, that part looked fun. I mean, man, I'd like to be in that game hitting that shot over and over, like, holy shit, that's awesome. Well, last week, we talked about uh, Buffalo Pinball, Kevin Manny, and Sir, what's his name? Tuna, McTuna. Sir Mix-a-Lot? Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir McTuna. <laughs> Sir McTuna. They, uh, they were uh, doing the 12 hours pinball marathon for St. Jude's. St. Jude's Children Research Hospital. Trying to raise $2,000. And they raised over $2,400. So, Big Kevin, hand. Yes. You get the big clap. Not the clap, but the big no, clap. the big clap. Yeah. So, great job, guys. I love seeing that. It's for a good cause. I wish I was able to join you for one hour, Kevin. It would have been fun, but, yeah, it didn't work out that way. Great thing for a great cause. Love seeing that. Maybe if we ever get the Twitch channel up, we could do something like that. Yeah, I think you bet. Did you learn anything from Timmy? Uh, I learned it looked really complicated, all these cameras, and he had to keep going in to change settings. That was the other thing about being at the, the Funatorium. 
There's no power in the Funatorium. He has to run power like from the bathroom across the hall, like with Excellent. extension cords, and like sit and, and and from somewhere else. He had two long extension cords going in, and whenever you turn a game off or on, it would it would affect the power, and Timmy's stream would like take a hit. He had to like restart stuff, so it was like, okay, don't turn anything off or on. Yikes! <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love yes, it. Yes, you do. <gasps> oh, it was so funny. So. Well, oh, I, I had I had one more thing. Good. I didn't want to miss this one. This was also posted as a message to our Slam Till page. Did you know that George Decay was a voice actor in the Namco Cool Gunman game? Not at all. I didn't know that. That sounds pretty cool. Oh my! Oh, you shot me, you <laughs> bitch! Oh, set wow. phasers to stunning. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I got? Do I have anything? Da, 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 da. We went through the mail, all our comments, my great victory, my complete yes. redemption. Yeah, holding the Hulk head. Holding the Hulk head. Just what a great moment. I suck at pinball because I haven't played in a while. Yep, yep. You suck at pinball. Um, oh, one last thing. Uh, two things, actually. Oh, I said actually this time. You're rubbing off on me, Bruce. We got a message from um, Evan Bingham saying that he got his Papa check. Oh, he got it Thursday, that. and sure enough, guess what was in my my mail ball bag? Oh my! When I got home from work, I all I saw I saw the return address, a hundred Keystone Drive, and I knew ah, there it is. Nice. My check has arrived. Nice. And what? Where's I got my, my check? check? Your share of what? The check. The check. You know, much, you know how hard it was for me to do that work? Listen to you complain how, how – that's from your rental. That's from your room rental. That's my room rental? For what? Yeah, for me. For you? You weren't even there. I know, but you still stayed here. I say, stayed there. I saw you for like five minutes. Yes, you did. Because Bruce gets up at four in the morning for some reason. I do. And, well, this will be over, and hopefully I will be in – this Wednesday at 7 p.m. So tomorrow, which will be Wednesday the 31st, will be the sign-up for the 24-hour at the Sanctum Tournament. Now, do you have your password and everything for Eventbrite? My password for Eventbrite? What, what do you mean, password? You have to sign up for Eventbrite. What? That's They're using that thing for the, the yeah, buying I, the tickets. Yeah, but the Papa used the same thing. I didn't have to sign up for anything. Okay, well, it makes it a little faster sometimes. Oh. Just telling. Yeah, I'm about to say, Just what to... are you talking about? Don't say that to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, sign it, up it, after you're done. It, it, it makes it so you can track your order easier. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so if I don't get in because I was supposed to sign up for an account, Bruce can totally get on my case next week. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. So it's time to pay some bills? Nope. No, no. My turn. No. We have oh. a little bit more. We have more. Wow, this is an action jam-packed episode we have not done this in almost a month would i buy that or would i not Ooh, okay so he's got some items i do first ticket number one four two three six eight two one one zero one seven Let's see, um, fully paid, fully paid Pornhub subscription. What? You can get these on eBay? Yes, you can. Come on, Bruce. 
Ooh, okay. We have a um, a perennial favorite. I know Zach has one. A super straight pinball machine by Sonic. Yes. Kind nice of shape looks like. Eh, it's kind of pricey though. It is a little pricey, but it's a nice shape, and it's California. Don't forget. And it's making best offer also. Oh, there's buy it now, and there's a make offer, and there are 15 people watching it. So, yes, so you know, many it's hot. people are sharing your opinion. Let's yes, see. Oh, see. I can even zoom in on the pictures. Yes, there's glass cow. on the play, there's glass on the play yeah, field. Yeah, glass on the play field though. But let's see. I mean, looks good. I mean, I'm sure the play field will look good because they always do. Oh yeah, play field looks immaculate as usual. And this is uh, clearly superior to Prospector, according to uh, Zach. Yes, it is. And don't forget, this is an EM, because we are on our EM show. Yeah, definitely, the EM show. And this is, uh, and if, if you're worried that it's a foreign game, once again, don't worry. It uses it's all Williams parts, Williams. so you can, you can fix them. And you heard from Nick, Williams rocks. Yep. And actually, Zach said the same thing. He, exactly. To me, he preferred working on Williams much more than Gottlieb. Okay, ready for the next one? Yeah, I am ready. Ticket number 332-021-949-672. Let's see. Enhance her pleasure women. What, what are you sending me to, Bruce? Oh, my. Oh, I, wrong, wrong link again. Okay. Oh, we got another Playboy. Actually, I was kind of on the right track there. Yes, you were. See? Okay, we got a Bally. It just says Playboy Pinball. Yes. Uh, $900. So let's see what Bruce thinks about this one. I'll have to look at it. Ooh, the picture did some weird shit. Uh, wrong flipper. Wrong flippers. It's got Williams flippers on it. Cabinet severely faded. Not hardly any pink left in that cabinet. Um, the back glass, I can't even... It looks kind of weird. Yeah, it's bubbly. bubbly. Yeah. Uh, play field. Oh, okay. Some major wear. Yeah. I don't know. I would not buy that for $900. Nope, neither would I. And it says this pinball will need a lot of work. The back glass is bubbling, and the cabinet and play field need a restoration. So you basically need a new play field, new cabinet, and new back glass, but you want $900 for it. Yes. Okay. Sure. Sold not. Not. Do not buy this. No, not buy this. Next one. All right. This is actually a novelty, so I'm going to... Uh, ticket number 152-561-122-5583. And you're going to see why. I like this one. Matahari Playfield Coffee Table. Hmm. Now, if you look at this playfield... It is really nice. I would actually buy this and take this off and swap it into my machine if I had a Matahari that needed a play field. Yeah, interesting. Like, they didn't just – it's not just a play field, folks. It's got all the mechs on it, at least on the top side. Yes. They have all the mechs on it with glass over it. Yep. So the drop targets have to be in there. I swear, I think you take this thing off, you put your wiring harness on it, and you're ready to rock. See, the play field's been touched up and sealed, and the plastics are in good condition. Overall, good shape for its age. It's $700. And the table has authentic pinball machine levelers, so the height of the table can be adjusted. Yes. I don't think your coffee table has enough incline. Come on, man. Rake it. (laughs) I want you to put a a coffee. I want to put a drink on it and watch it slide. (laughs) (laughs) The general illumination, oh, it lights up, too. 
It does. I think it's a pretty cool thing. I saw this and I thought this was a neat novelty. And not thing. only that, see, I, I like it because he's got the picture, he's got the description, and he also included a a link to a video, YouTube video, so you can see it in action, which I'm going to do right now here. Let's see what it looks like. Okay, it looks like you're looking at an actual just pinball machine. It looks like, like the play field. Yep. Wait a minute. It almost looks, it almost looks like it's in regular track mode, too. It almost does. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And if you have a model hurry that needs a play field, maybe this is your uh, fixer. Are you ready for the next one? How many more do you got, Bruce? I got a couple more. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, great. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Ticket number 122-520-724. Yes, Michael Knight would approve of this. It's Knight Rider. EM. See, we're an EM thing. Oh, it's okay. It's the EM, the EM version. Yes, sir. Little trivia, folks. What was what was Michael Knight's real name? Because because he because he got shot in the first episode, and then he's got plastic surgery, so he looked like David Hasselhoff. Don't know. No, no. Michael Long. Oh, there you go. Little oh trivia. my! Maybe I, I knew that without thing. I knew that without looking it up on Wikipedia. I'm proud of myself. All right, let's see. Playfield is rough. Oh, yeah. Very rough. Yeah. Actually, the whole game looks very, very rough. Yes. But the backlash isn't bad if you needed a yeah. backlash. Yeah, parts. it's only $339. Exactly. So if, you need, if you need the backlash and the boards. Parts. Yeah, and the parts, you know, to drive. Maybe the... it'd be worth it. I mean, I disagree with the description. Today we have a nice used Knight Rider pinball machine. No, no, no. I've owned this machine for over 30 years. Okay, after it was at an arcade, getting the shit beat out of it for at least 10. Or maybe he's never waxed it and just so, rusty ball. No, I don't ball. care. It still wouldn't be that much wear. Rusty ball, maybe. Uh, rusty balls. You don't want to have rusty balls. Not in your ball bag. No. Yeah, so what, what do you recommend it or not? I, I say yeah. if you want, I'd recommend it if you needed parts. If you want the back glass and maybe the boards and some parts, okay. Yep. yep. Wouldn't pay that much for it. And more than what's on here, three hundred thirty-nine dollars. So, okay, this one's for you, Ron. Okay, three five two zero seven two five five nine zero eight seven. Holy shit, a cheetah! Gotta buy it right now. Oh no. Okay. Yes, and a guilty pleasure of mine, RoboCop. Only fifteen hundred ever made because you got to put that in the description, you know, to make it rarer to get better price. I can't, I can't argue with that concept. If I was ever going to sell like Stargazer on eBay, I'd put like you know, only eight hundred made. <laughs> Let's see. And remember, it's in digital stereo. Digital stereo for your sound pleasure. The future of law enforcement. The future of law enforcement. Is it back? It looks like the is the glass on or not? I can't tell. There's only three pictures. The glasses, uh, not on. Let's see. Starting bid two grand. A little high. Yeah, it's a little high. But I know it's a guilty pleasure of yours. Yeah, it's great condition. Bought from a dealer. Ooh, dealers. Dealers are great. Or a year and a half ago. Oh, I think it's supposed to be a dealer a year and a half ago. Barely used since. Barely. Lights and audio all seem to be working great, so probably not a pinhead here. 
Nope. Probably just a RoboCop fan. And probably overpaid for it. And I was passing the savings on to you. Excellent. Yeah, I I like RoboCop. Where is this at? Let's see. Ohio. Ohio. Okay, pass. You could drive out here no, and then rest no, of the way. No. That's all. Oh, that's all, folks. Beep, beep, beep. That's all, folks. Unfortunately, I didn't get any hits on my Cheetah Dragon Fist request from last week. We need Cheetah. We need Dragon Fist. Or both. Or both. Please, make Ron happy. <laughs> Actually, you know what would make me happy? If you paid some bills, then we could end this. Okay. <laughs> www.pinballlifter.com. Check my website out for all your lifter pinball helper needs. Don't forget, in a couple of weeks, you can get the trivia question. You might even be able to win a pinball helper. And don't forget, if you want your machine to sound better, go to Flipper Fidelity. Yes. It's flipperfidelity.com. We get no money from him, no nothing from him. He's just a friend of the show who we want to we wanna plug. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, there well, we go. There we go. Wow, is that the first one? It's three. Remember, I had two fakes. Well, they, they, it's three. Okay. So uh, thanks once again. This has been episode 45, Spectre. You can find us on Facebook. Just look for Slam Till Podcast. YouTube, just look for Slam Till Podcast. Our uh, email address, sending emails for our wonderful contest, and also yes. for wonderful comments or any other thing you want to send. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> send no, your comments. No, don't send anything you want. They'll send like videos and all kinds of. Ne- no, no. Send your comments and answers to Bruce's upcoming trivia questions to slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. I think that's just about it. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Sarah Louise. <laughs>